This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This episode is brought to you by Lifeway Foods, makers of America's best kefir and our favorite healthy and delicious dairy products. Blue Wire. Let's fog this ship. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? All right. I am low energy. Let's fucking record a podcast. You're low energy? That breaks my heart. I'm I'm high energy. I'm ready to go. I'm amped up. I'm just kidding, but I'm going to fake it. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to drink. So I got like a $5 wine, uh-huh. which means I have to put like a lot of seltzer in it. I'm going to drink my happy juice. Oh, no. I didn't mean to say that, but. What's the split on seltzer to wine? Oh, we're at a cool three to one. Cool, cool, cool. I'm not like one of those people who just is like all cute with it, where they put like, half a half a thing of wine in there. Come on, be real with yourself. You need to be hydrating constantly. Exactly. Anyway, hi. Hi, hi, Christina. Hi, Audrey. Welcome back to Puck Bunnies, our podcast together. A podcast that we do together that is about sports, specifically hockey. And well, you know, it's been another week. Now everybody's in Edmonton together, having a great time. I did not know that until just now. So that's good to know, I guess. My favorite thing about both teams being in Edmonton now is that apparently when the Lightning arrived to the facility in Edmonton last week, there was some, um, I wouldn't say discontent, but just like they were noticing, observing the difference in um, amenities that were provided to them between Toronto and Edmonton. Wait, are you telling me? (laughs) That the Edmondson gang is there on like cots and shit? No, no. I mean, come on. But they were uh, just, you know, used to a little bit more of uh, whatever they were getting in Toronto. That is so fucking funny. Really, I think it's probably just we are getting and we're seeing this in the NBA too. We're getting to the point where this is really starting to wear on people and where Mm -hmm. we're seeing now as teams are going home after being eliminated that people are like, yeah, I'm also just really ready to go home. Like it sucks that I am not going to win a Stanley Cup, but also I haven't seen my kids in two months. 
you say two months and I'm like, <gasps> I, it does not feel like two months for me because every single day of my life follows the same pattern. It feels like forever to me. That's funny. So like my, my I have ADHD and I have time blindness, yeah. right? I don't know how time is supposed to feel. I can confirm that. <laughs> I am late to everything. Past six months have just felt like forever and it's always, like mm-hmm. forever and always, mm-hmm. kind of. So I'm like, wow, two months? We've been doing playoffs for two months? Wow, you guys get to get paid to go play hockey and be away from your families for six weeks? That's awesome. There was a story that came out this week that was like, one of the reasons that the Caps didn't make it that far in the playoffs is because they were basically treating it like they were on vacation. Oh my god, that's so perfect. So they were like drinking and stuff? Yeah, they were hanging out, they were having pool parties, having a great time. They were on a field trip. That alone might be why the coach got fired. Todd was letting them have too much fun. You can't let them that far off the leash. They are wild horses. See, this is why they're going uh, in the extreme opposite direction and apparently interviewing Mike Babcock for the head coaching position. Well, do you want to just talk about this for a little bit? Because I think that, that it would be great. I think he would he would be able to work with your guys really well. And I think that would be a good thing. I think it would be a disaster, mostly because I just cannot picture Mike Babcock trying to change everything about the way Evgeny Kuznetsov plays hockey. You know what I'm saying? On top, on top of the fact that he's abusive. That is why he lost his job in Toronto, because he was abusing his players and had a history of abusing his players. Sorry, just for the record, I did not mention that because I thought we were just talking about coaching ability. Do I really think that that should happen? No. no I don't think he should ever work again, but the reality is he is going to work right, again. Right, because this is the NHL and there's only 40 guys available for the same 32 jobs. It's the Avatar thing. So, I mean, like, in a perfect world, he would never work again, but I also just... Between the coaching styles that I've seen with Todd Reardon and Barry Trotz... They're not like a Mike Babcock um, screaming Abuse at players, factory. screaming at players in the locker room, and like generally what you imagine when you picture old time hockey coaches. Whenever you talk about old co- like hockey coaches, th- does that include someone like in Columbus, Tortorella? I mean, a or does little he kind bit? of straddle the line? Because I think like where that stereotype comes from is that you have to have a massive ego and you have to be a believer in this power dynamic that you are the highest authority and you tell your guys to do something and they do it. They battle through injuries, they battle through family stuff, emotional stuff. None of that matters once you get to practice, that kind of mentality. And I think most people, if you play sports or if you do like any sort of physical activity, you have a coach like that at least once. Right. But it's it's like a power dynamic thing. Coaches and teams, that's BDSM <laughs> to me. BDSM to me. Um, do you want to take some calls? Let's take some freaking calls. Hey, bunnies. Mike here with a question for Christina. Would you support a move by Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary, noted Canadian tycoon and politician, to buy the Ottawa Senators? He's a trash human being. I- I'll admit that. But he can't be worse than Eugene Melnick, right? I'll take my answer on the air. I saw this question. I battled over it in my mind so much because you, you don't watch Shark Tank. No. Okay, so Kevin O'Leary is basically a much smarter Donald Trump Mm -hmm. of Canada, essentially. And so he, like, made all his money selling, like, $4 billion worth of an education company. And now he's he's the only shark who's the asshole. I think that he would actually be a great owner (laughs) of... Yeah. (laughs) 
of, of the Sims. Oh my god, I just forgot the team. I think he'd be a great owner of the Sims because all he cares about is making money. And, you know, probably in the long run, better teams make more money than bad teams. Yeah, there's no reason for Ottawa not to make money. They just don't invest money in the infrastructure of their team and their fan experience. And so they don't make money. Yeah, so like Eugene Melnick uses the Senators like his own personal piggy bank, essentially. Most owners put a lot back in. They like build new stadiums. They try to get the team better. He just takes livers from his fans and and goes goes along with his life. So, you know, Mr. Wonderful, if you are listening to this, I am going to pitch you the idea of uh, taking on this team and we're not going to do a royalty deal. Straight equity. Straight equity. And then maybe he'll make that um, downtown Ottawa apartment complex entertainment center arena combo finally happen. It's so funny you bring that up because I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I wonder what happened with all that. It's land just sitting around and it probably is. You know, they followed the wonderful example of the Arizona Coyotes turning Glendale into the mecca of Central Phoenix, and that obviously didn't work. We just keep repeating the same toxic patterns. (laughs) Here is another text for you. Oh. What's your Shark Tank pitch for why Gary Bettman should just cancel the playoffs and award the cup to the stars? All right, here. Galaxy Brain. Would you rather win an amazing run or would you rather just like kind of win and have it be not so great and you can't celebrate? I was going to say this year, I think it matters less to me how someone wins. My sell is that I don't think that they should win the cup without Stamkos. Stamkos is coming yeah, back. sad. They got to take another year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, man, it's all your fault. We're actually doing yeah. this for you, Steven. Like, we don't want to do it without you, so we are going to lose. We have put gum on all of our skates. We will trip around like a bunch of goons. To me, like, the real, the only reason why you wouldn't want your team to win this year is because it's not going to feel like any other year. Yeah. And it's going to be kind of a letdown. When there, when would there be a parade? No more drunken shenanigans. Although, I guess they're in Canada. They could probably get pretty wild up there. I don't in know Edmonton. how normal it is. Go to the mall, play some mini golf. (laughs) So as much as I would like to see the Stars win the cup, do I think they deserve to win the cup? No, absolutely not. No. Just watching a compilation of like the last dozen times the Stars have been on the power play will sell that to anyone because it's, it's very bad. So last night I was watching... And for some reason, their power play first unit involves Corey Perry. (laughs) And I'm just like, Rick. Rick signed a deal with the devil when he took over as interim coach. And the devil said, here's the thing. I'm going to keep you on as probably permanent head coach after this season. And you might win the Stanley Cup. You'll go to the Stanley Cup finals. But you have to put Corey Perry on power play unit one. And, like, the second fucking line. All I see, if I had a dollar for every time I heard Corey Perry get the whistle called on him, yeah. I would have as many as $10. And it'll be and Corey that's a lot Perry of penalties. going to the box. Please, another dollar. The Stars takes took so many penalties last night that I was like, you guys, you gotta wrap it up. I'm trying to go to bed. They take a lot of stupid penalties. I also think that they now have a reputation among the refs as, like, a team that gets a lot yeah, of penalties. Yeah, so it's just gonna be reinforced. Yeah, because I was reading something about that. I was just like, this is ridiculous. I don't think that there's a way that you can track with your own eyes. Like teams are going to be more likely to get penalties or I not. think it was Jesse Granger from The Athletic who tweeted this yesterday. That was Vegas, because he's a Vegas reporter. 
Vegas has spent seven minutes of the first 10 minutes of the game on the power play. And I will say that the Stars have an amazing, they have an amazing penalty kill because they have to. But, you know, I want to talk about this whole the Stars aren't even good thing Mm -hmm. because I am also saying that. (laughs) Let me just take everybody back. Everyone's saying it more and more. More and more they're saying the Stars are not good. The Stars are also going to go play in the Stanley (laughs) Cup. So back at the beginning of the season, before we ever knew what the word coronavirus was, the Stars were at a cool one and seven Uh for their first eight games. And then throughout the season, have managed to pull off another one or two six-game skids, including during the Round Robin Mm. event. There is no way that, you know, a lot of people were doing this with the Blues last year. They were sort of trying to look back into the data. And predict and say what they did Oh, see, I actually called it. Oh, I actually called it back in October that the Blues, who were in a nine-game skid or something, they're definitely going to win. So this is what sort of, if they win, it's going to feel illegitimate just because it's, you know, they're not good. But I also think it's just, that's just the problem in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like the playoffs are both too long. The season's too long. So basically what you're playing once you get to the playoff level is like, who can say Last man standing. And that to me means, no, the person who wins the Stanley Cup is not the best hockey team. It's just they're the ones with the most stamina. Yeah. I think the only person, the only person who I will give credit to for predicting that the Stars could win the Cup is Micah McCurdy, who I think only (laughs) said that because he hates the Stars. You know who he also said that about? Who? The Washington Capitals. And they won that year. Oh, no. I know. Micah's a witch. You heard her here first. We have to keep him away from this. As you know, I have been getting really into just what I put into my body, correct? Wow, it's almost like your brain and your body are connected and when one feels good, the other thing feels good too. And guess what's a big part of the brain-body connection? It's your gut health. I would like to tell you how I have been incorporating LifeWay Kefir into my diet. It's great for so many things. For myself, I've been making smoothie bowls with kefir. I just put a little bit of granola on it and maybe some fruit and I'm like good to go for the whole morning. What's your favorite flavor, Ben? I am a huge fan of the pomegranate. I like the strawberry a lot. Plus I like that it comes in the little pink bottles. How have you been using Kefir lately? So you know that I have been struggling without gym access the past like five months. So I've been getting up really early so I can go running outside and stuff before it gets too hot. I was never really a pre-workout person, Mm -hmm. but the perfect post-workout option for me has been Kefir. Great for muscle recovery. It's great for protein. um, And that's really been helpful for me. If you want to learn more about Kefir and where you can get it, log on to lifeweightkefir.com and you can find where to purchase it near you. More and more, I am I am watching Tyler Sagan during these games. Oh. And he hasn't had a goal yet in the playoffs, which stinks. Like, that really sucks. I will say, so in, like, the last two minutes of the game last night, he just fucking threw himself in front of a shot and it hit him on the belly and it was very dramatic. I feel really bad for him because he knows he's playing badly. I think he knows that he's slow. There's no way that he is not conscious of what's going on. He's slower than Joe Pavelski, and Joe Pavelski is so fucking slow. What I am interested to see is whenever they end up going home, Mm -hmm. I wonder if he is playing through an injury. There's all kinds of rumors that something is up with his wrist, and that's why he's not good with the puck right now. But also, like you said, he's been really, really slow. 
I don't know what it is, but I would not be surprised if it's a situation where in two in a week or two weeks we find out that he, you know, has to have surgery or something like that. Because he's also he's at that age too, where if you have if something goes wrong, you can play through it for a little bit, but it's usually something that needs to be addressed seriously. Right. And he's not going to stop playing now. And he's not not doing well. I mean, like, he's just not playing like a star. He's racked up a fair amount of assists and stuff like that. So he's not bleeding on the ice or anything. He's no Corey Perry. He's no Corey Perry. But you can definitely tell when you're watching him, you know, switch Something is off. Something is off. off. Conspiracy theory. Tyler Sagan has coronavirus. No. We saw him get swabbed on camera for that documentary. They don't do it like that anymore, right? There's uh, there's ones that you can get where they don't stick it all the I way I think up. it depends where you go. I really should get a COVID test. Would you like to talk about someone who isn't playing badly? Yes. I would like to talk about Anton Kadobin a little bit. Oh my bit. god, king of my heart. He is playing out of his mind. This is a 34-year-old, extremely Slavic man who wears only jumpsuits. And he is playing out of his goddamn mind. And I do think that if they win the Stanley Cup, they should only give it to Anton Kadobin. Yes, he's like the only one who does. I mean, like actually, you know what? No, that's a lie. Their defense has been spectacular. And that's actually been something that's very weird to me to watch. So he has been on fire. Like, I think he made 35 saves last night. He made this one save where he dropped a stick. Uh-huh. I feel kind of bad for the Knights, though. I will say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Knights have been to the Western Conference Finals every year since they've been a team. How is that possible? Is the Western Conference bad? Yes. Okay. Yes, but also, like, the Knights are legitimately very good. And it's been so... I think my favorite thing about both of these series has been the goaltending. (laughs) We have seen two incredible goalie tandems in Vegas and with the Islanders, and then two guys who are completely carrying their teams on their backs with Dallas and with Vasilevsky in Tampa. I don't even think you can really call Kudobin a backup quarterback anymore. A backup quarterback? Oh my god! I've been watching. I've been watching NFL all day. A backup <laughs> NFL Sunday, baby. Go Bears! Uh, no, I, I really don't think you could call him like a, a backup goalie anymore. He's just their guy now. Let's talk about the Islanders, who are down. They're down three one. Three one. They're down it's three one. The Islanders are down. Here we are again. They're struggling, and what a refreshing (laughs) sight to see the Islanders struggle in these playoffs. It's so funny to watch them not be able to do their thing. Mm -hmm. I've had a really great time watching the series because I'm like, wow, there's so, like, the Lightning are so much faster Mm -hmm. and better passers. I think the Islanders are just used to just getting in those passing lanes and, like, breaking up the shots. And that's on finally playing a team that can actually generate some offense, right? (laughs) Exactly. Hedman obviously is giving them the most trouble. Um, And then Kucherov, who in the last two games, you really saw them try and go after him specifically. The thing about the Lightning is that unlike the Caps and the Flyers, they're a little bit more, I don't want to say tough, because like, I hate when people are like, oh yeah, they're gritty or whatever. But Mm -hmm. they have players who can really play in the corners and kind of ride that line of, almost right almost misbehaving in their bottom six but like also they have Kucherov who's the king of doing that well to me that's not being a gritty player that's just having a really strong back right 
a really strong four check. Right. And they have those guys who can go into the crease and they are going to win those puck battles. And that just creates chance after chance for them. And you see it happening. Mm-hmm. The Isles don't have an answer for that because they're used to being able to stop those chances from ever happening in the first place. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Nikita Kucherov is in front of your goal and it's like, hi, hello, I'm here again where I live. I, it's just so sensual to watch Victor Hedman shoot from like kind of Ovi spot. Oh, I like to see Big that. Heady. I have another text for you. Okay. Oh, wow. Hi, bunnies. Juan in DC here. Prompted by Christina's tweet, which NHL team should the Sharks from Shark Tank buy? Hey, have you been watching Shark Tank recently? Listen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story of how I started watching Shark Tank is that I needed something to watch while I was working so I don't go insane. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this is the perfect show if you have ADHD because there's always something happening. Mark Cuban is very weird. And my final answer is that Mark Herjavec should buy the Canucks. Really? Yes. Because I think they need a better owner. And he's like really sporty. Mm -hmm. I feel like he would love the fuck out of uh, Vancouver. Anyway, Robert, if you're listening to this, please buy the Canucks because they need need a hero. Here's an alternate option, which is buy the Coyotes. (laughs) I'm constantly pitching the Coyotes to anyone with more than like $30,000 in their bank account. You got to stop doing that because if the, the moment that they get bought is the moment they get moved to Houston. They don't even have a GM right now. They were interviewing Pierre Maguire for their GM position. What expertise does Pierre have? What does he bring to the table other than a very shiny noggin? I kind of was supporting that because I was like, okay, well, if Pierre goes to Phoenix, excuse me, if Pierre goes to Glendale, that is a job opportunity for me that opens up a job behind the glass. Audrey Buller behind so you the can glass. get inside that ass. <laughs> inside that ass. That's my goal. Just fail so hard to succeed. Okay. Hey, Buck Bunnies. I was at my grocery store yesterday uh, in Golden, South Carolina, and saw Lifeway Kiefer on sale. And so I bought it. Ended up in an awkward conversation with the cashier person about why I was buying it. I was like, uh, some people I know say it's good. God, I felt awkward. So thanks for that. Anyway, it is really good. Uh, so shout out to your sponsors knowing your demographic. Also, I've noticed, or maybe this is just me, I feel like the great advertisement for the iPhone with the uh, Marc-Andre Fleury and Mark Stone has been play the less and the less often as the um, Stanley Cup playoffs have gone on. And I'm wondering if you all have noticed this too. Am I just being crazy? And if so, is this just part of the continued strategic erasure of Marc-Andre Fleury? I think it probably is. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really care. Uh, I just think goalie drama is funny. You guys are great. Thanks for the key for... uh, Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> like his agent's going to post another picture with like Steve Jobs putting swords into him. I have noticed that they're not playing it as much because that's the only commercial that I oh, like. Oh, it's the only good one. It's the only good one. Let me ask you a question, Audrey. Which commercials are you getting? Because I think everyone's getting different commercials. Um, I'm obviously getting the idea of Menzel one. I've getting that one a lot which less. Which everybody hates. But I love it because every time I see it, I'm like, Idina, you go get that bag. You can't live off Frozen 2 money forever. And her hair looks very shiny. She's a good singer. I'm not mad about it. Tara Tara, look at her go. 
I'm getting this one for for like insulin. Oh, I'm not getting that one. I'm taking this medicine so I can regulate my insulin the way my body should. And they're all just doing other okay. things. And I'm like, why is this for me? The Marc-Andre Fleury, Mark Stone one is just very delightful. And I'm glad that we're getting like multiple cuts of it now. Different clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you miss the old bezel thing that it would kind of like turn? The game will be back on oh, in a second. Oh, 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 When you're pirating the games on the internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the new ones I think if you're anyway. still watching on the app, that's what you get. But if you're watching on TV TV, you get regular ads. Oh, thank you for explaining that. You're I welcome. had no idea. This is how television works. <laughs> I actually have not noticed that they have been playing those ads less and less because, to be frank, I have completely disassociated during the last mm, four hockey games I've watched. So I haven't noticed that. It is a great commercial. Do I think that they are trying to erase Marc-Andre Fleury? No. But if I were Vegas, I would be trying to erase the fact that he is on an insane contract right now. I remember. I remember two years ago, whenever he signed this contract, and I told you, Audrey. This is bad news. This is bad. This is $7 million for a 36-year-old man. And everyone was like, no, it's so good. You paid someone who is not going to win any games for you. $7 million. (laughs) The Leonard-Marc-Andre Fleury situation, I believe, is going to set the tone for goaltending and drafting for like the next 10 years, 10 years in NHL, which is 50 years. But the fact that they have such an insanely strong goalie tandem, it's what you see in um, with the Islanders too, with Varlamov and Thomas Grace. And if there are any lessons that other teams try and take away from this playoffs, it's going to be, oh my God, we need to get as strong of a goalie tandem as we possibly can. Yeah, that, that's actually something that I have been seeing in the regular season as well, because the Canes do a really great job with their goalie tandem, Mrazek. And listen, Ugh. they make together one good Mrazek is gone for sure. I think he's going to get traded. Well, they're also looking, apparently, rumor has it, the Canes are looking at Freddie Anderson. Well, who isn't? Who amongst us is not looking at Fred? Dallas also had a fabulous goalie tandem all right. season. Now it's just a goalie wonder. Yeah. But that's fine. And I think like a high schooler who had his NHL debut. Oh my God. Fucking Edinger in the back. He has this little cap on. <laughs> I want to give him one of those big old lollipops and a cap that has a little uh, propeller. Yeah. Thing. Here you go. <laughs> But I think it is a feature of the NHL because that spreads your risk out so much further than having it all concentrated in just like one guy who you hope is hot. Robin Leonard has played in 14 of 18 postseason games. So I hope he's getting enough sleep. Did you see him get like that, take the puck to the neck? Yeah, he's got a neck. huge fucking hickey. If someone did that to me, I would be out for the rest of my life. If someone hit me at 90 miles an hour in my neck, I would be done. Hi, Bunny. This might be one just for Christina, but in anticipation for Crusader Kings being released uh, September 1st, uh, could you pick any of your favorite players and assign them traits as you would in a game of Crusader Kings? Thank you. Okay, so Crusader Kings is a really fun game, and part of the fun part is that when you pick your wife... 
ah, or husband, but usually you're playing a man, so your wife. And you go to like the wife center, and you the can wife look store. up all the wife store, and you could look at all the wives available. You can sort them by how good of a how good their blood is, but you can also sort them by their traits. And the better traits of wife that you get, the better like your kingdom is going to get. So like the good ones are beautiful or intelligence or genius. The bad ones are like all the seven deadly sins. <laughs> and like slow <laughs> it's all just very medieval so i think that i would like brad marchand to be this awful king in crusader kings where he just you can have you can have like a um disfigured trait yes. so obviously he has that because um, listen i there's nothing to like about that nose but i would also give him a genius trait because i think he is like a twisted genius in his own right so that's a great question i have not played crusader kings 3 yet i would really like to but i never buy any games right out of release because they're always all buggy Spoken like a true gamer. I have started playing Breath of the Wild this weekend. I don't know what that is, but I hope you're having a a good time. (laughs) Okay, I do have another some sort of game question for you. Let's do it. I think on the broadcast, all players named Dennis should be referred to by their first name. I'm happy that this seems to be the way things are headed. Question for Christina. I was playing Civ Six, and I've accrued massive warmonger penalties from bulldozing an awful civilization early in the game. And now Teddy Roosevelt has been carrying on a 2,000-year grudge against me. How do I make things right? Thanks. Okay, this is actually really annoying because this happens to me all the time. So in Civ, you take a penalty, essentially, like a reputation penalty whenever you destroy another civilization. (laughs) Who's to say why? But the thing is, is like really freedom-loving civilizations will get very upset when you invade and take over places. So I'm sorry, there's no way for you to make Teddy Roosevelt not mad at you anymore. If you're going for a science victory, put it in the backseat, buddy. You're headed towards a military or nothing. (laughs) you gotta start streaming you can cut this out but like i'd love to stream a couple of the uh the stanley cup finals i'm not gonna cut it because you and i probably are going to be in the same place hanging out for at least three of the finals i hope people would like that that means that we should stream at least one we'll try we'll figure it out it's fine if you have any suggestions for like how to do that or how you'd like to see that Actually, please let yeah. us know because I don't know. I don't even know where to start. If you just want us to have, like play the game and talk over it yeah. or take our shirts off, no. or, like what, what no. the deal is? No. <laughs> <laughs> and OnlyFans? Like, is no. that what you're saying no. that you want from us? Okay, okay, okay. Guys, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for listening, for tweeting at us, for reviewing the podcast on the platforms of your choice. And for buying Kiefer. And for buying Kiefer, which we're not making it up. It is really fucking good. We wouldn't try to give you stuff that tasted bad. Come on. You only have one life to live. If you would like to call in for our next episode this week, you can reach us at 774-318-6952. You can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod. You can also follow me and Christina on Twitter, but our handles are on that account. So just go look at that one. figure it out. You can follow us on Instagram at PuckBunniesPod. And please, 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 please please rate and review on your platform of choice. This is how we beat the other podcast. So if you would like to view this as adversarial or you just really like this. This is how we beat them. Physically, we cannot beat them right now due to the coronavirus. So, But later. (laughs) I mean, who's to say what happens in like Q4 2021? Rate and review us and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash fuckbunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye.
Bye, guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. See you later. Woo! Sometimes that's what you get Yeah, it's all